and he goes on to talk about how all power and authority has been given unto him and after saying all of this he comes down to say and therefore come to me uh, all you who are weary and burdened come to me and i will give you rest he talks about um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me uh, these are people who are already coming with burdens these are people who are already weary and worn out in their lives and uh, he tells them to come to him and they will find rest in him but he goes on to say but take my yoke upon you already they are burdened and here he is talking about another yoke that he wants to put on them uh, doesn't it sound so unfair that jesus is telling them take my yoke upon you and learn from me but he goes on to talk about how he's gentle and humble in heart and uh, in this you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light um very uh, many um times we find ourselves in a place of restlessness um we are troubled we are tormented we go through times of struggle we go through times of uh, stress um we are emotionally unwell we are financially unwell we are uh, physically unwell um you know spiritually uh, not very strong you don't feel like praying at times you don't feel like reading the bible you don't feel good at all about yourself and where you are in your life and sometimes we are at a place where we can neither move forward nor move backward we are unable to turn to the left or to the right we are stuck in life overburdened by many many things uh, it's not just the problems and the needs of life but here is a situation where the jewish people in matthew's writing primarily to the jews to establish them in the gospel uh, these were written to the churches the jewish churches um, so that they would be established very well in the the truth of the gospel Uh, and in the knowledge of who jesus is and so in writing to them he says uh, come to me he's calling jesus was calling the disciples the people the cities the villages wherever he went he was calling people to follow him um and so that's the same call that we receive even this morning jesus wants us to come to him uh, very often we go through a lot of religious um, routines of reading the bible and praying and going to church and uh doing a lot of stuff uh even ministry serving god uh doing a lot of things that very often are very very become very burdensome they wear us out they uh put us through a lot of stress and uh somewhere we find ourselves that in a place where uh we are not free we are not happy we are not um, enjoying life we are not enjoying this relationship with god but jesus is calling us to just come and find this rest in him uh, religious routines are very burdensome um, but relationships are fun <laughs> you know uh, in a relationship in a friendship you really have nothing much um, you know to do to accomplish uh, you just enjoying each other's company and i'm sure that's how it is uh, in your in your life together as a husband and wife as children and parents or brothers and sisters in Christ that we are enjoying each other's relationship relationships are not burdensome but religious routines and rituals are very burdensome they involve a lot of rules and regulations and the people of Israel were going through a lot of those things 
they had to offer the sacrifices they had to go through the rituals they had to do the ceremonial washings they had to uh do several several things that um you know became very very burdensome and that was not giving them the freedom and the joy the peace uh and the experience of a relationship with god uh their hearts were away from god and they here they were going through um doing a lot of stuff that they thought they assumed would please and earn god's acceptance and love and salvation but uh, that didn't deliver them from sin that didn't deliver them from the consequences of sin that didn't deliver them from the um you know uh challenges that they were facing in their lives and so you find religious routines involve a lot of rules and regulations uh, there's no grace there there's it's all by merit you have to prove yourself but jesus is talking about take my yoke uh, and learn from me for it is easy and light and that's talking about his teachings is the guidelines the instructions that he gave us to follow and live by are not burdensome they are not to wear us out uh, you find in the many religions of the world today there are people who roll on the floor they walk on barefoot uh, to places of pilgrimage they have to offer their hair their money their possessions they uh, have to do a lot of things they have to beat themselves down uh, to earn god's love and acceptance and to be forgiven of their sins but here jesus is saying no my yoke is light learn from me you have to prove yourself uh, in a religious setup uh, you have to prove your evidence of repentance and performance you have to perform outperform others you have to perform beyond your own capacity to to prove to god and that god would bless you but in a relationship with christ you don't have to prove anything <laughs> and jesus is saying come to me your weary burden come come as you are and in a religious uh in the religions of the world and the religious systems of the world you find uh, where people have to go through a lot of rituals and traditions and very often they do not even know why they do what they do they um do things because their grandfather did it their father did it and so they also do that but in a relationship it's just love, based on love and uh, whatever we do as um you know in following the word of god is out of love and uh, we obey um out of love it's not a matter of uh, you know doing things to prove who god is uh to prove who we are or to um, make sure that we earn god's love and favor god loves us anyway and he knows that we are weak he knows that we are frail he knows that we um will falter and fall he knows that he knows that we are weak he knows who we are and so we can go to him as we are with this uh holy boldness and say father here i am help me and he's willing to help us he's willing to reach out to us he's been reaching out to us his eyes are upon us he loves us anyway and so in our relationship it's based on love and even as as god wants us to obey his word and follow his word and live by it it's not a matter of performance it's not out of pressure we don't have to beat ourselves down but it's a matter of obeying him because of true pure love in this relationship with god i'm just contrasting what religion in the world and how how religious uh, expectations can wear us out but in a relationship 
you really don't have to wear yourself out very often we can make christian life also very religious and uh, make it very difficult for ourselves we can put a yoke on ourselves and put down rules and regulations for ourselves and struggle with them it doesn't mean that there's no discipline or there's no expectation of god god has set his standards god has his expectations but we uh, fulfill those obligations as a matter of uh, a relationship in this context of a relationship of love in religion and um, religious duties are tiring it's hard work but in this relationship with christ we know that we are forgiven we are accepted uh, we don't have to struggle to show that we are holy we don't have to struggle to show that we are pure we are clean um we don't have to struggle god gives us the grace to do to live out this life as he expects us in this in the religions in the religious formats of this world um there's so much of uh doing but in a relationship with christ you just have to be in this wonderful beautiful relationship that christ uh requires of us he just wants our heart he just wants our love for him it's a free gift that he gives the gift of salvation the gift of forgiveness of sins uh the gift of eternal life these are free gifts that are given um and it's certain it's not an uncertain routine and a struggle that we have to go through religious routines are heartless there's no relationship involved you just have to do it but in a relationship god is the one who's who has a heart of love the bible says there in that he has a gentle uh, heart and a gentle and a humble heart uh, it's joyless religious routines are joyless it doesn't satisfy but in a relationship there's so much joy there's so much satisfaction there's so much fulfillment um you know there's so much of um emptiness and dryness in religious routines but in a relationship you experience fullness you experience joy true joy um to follow and keep up with religious expectations the expectations of the religions you have to uh you end up becoming hypocritical for uh, some reason or the other you have to put on this good front but in a relationship you just can be transparent anyway he knows you inside out <laughs> amen praise god what what about what great freedom you find in a relationship with christ it's amazing there's so much of condemnation in um, you know in the religious routines and the expectations of uh following uh, religious practices there's so much of condemnation there's no hope but in this relationship with Christ there's a sure hope you're certain about the hope that you have you're certain about the relationship that you have with Christ that he's not against you he's not mad at you <laughs> he's for you and not against you and so um this is the kind of a context where uh, the jewish people were going through a lot of religious you know laws and ceremonies and practices uh, but they missed out on that relationship that they had they should be having with god um it became dry religion and so jesus is coming here and saying hey the gospel the truth was revealed to you to ordinary simple people to children um and so come to me come and uh, 
all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light that's a call he is giving and i see three uh, clear things that he says here firstly the call is to come to him come to him the person of christ come and begin this relationship with him come to him and secondly he says come as you are come all you who are weary and burdened come as you are whatever be the baggage that you're carrying come along with it bring it lay it down at my feet come come as you are and thirdly he says uh, take my yoke upon you learn from me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light carry my yoke <laughs> come to him come as you are carry my yoke take my yoke learn from me so let's go a little dig a little deeper into this passage the focus here is jesus is calling us to him come into this relationship and i'm sure that all of us here do have a relationship with christ but if there's anyone uh, who has not begun a relationship with jesus uh, you can just start talking to him right away you don't have to go through any religious ceremony or anything you don't have to give anything you don't have to give money you don't have to go to a pilgrim spot you don't have to climb a mountain you don't have to take a dip in a river you don't have to do anything you don't have to remove your ornaments you don't have to wear white clothes you don't have to do anything you just give yourself to him come as you are come to him and he's willing to receive you the focus is a relationship with jesus and for those of us who are already in this relationship with christ or you've already known him as your personal savior you've known him for years together probably your relationship with him um is not consistent anymore or probably the, the things that have uh, come into your life have cluttered your life so much that you've lost focus uh, on christ and that relationship with him probably you are weary and burdened heavy laden god is calling us into this relationship with him he's a relational god we're not worshiping some power or shakti <laughs> we're not just following some set of philosophies or some concepts but we are in this relationship with a person that's why very often uh, people say a uh, christianity is not a religion but a relationship with the god who created you and so uh, you don't have to change your name you don't have to change your culture you don't have to change your eating habits you don't have to uh, uh, wear yourself out you don't have to burden yourself with some things that you have to do that would be very difficult on yourself just come into this relationship with him for he's a relational god and god is love the bible says and love is only experienced in a relationship and love is an action word where there is a give and take and a sharing of love with each other and love happens in a relationship it happens through communication and so christ is calling us into this love relationship and even in the in the godhead in the three persons of the trinity the father son and the holy spirit there's perfect uh, harmony and unity in the community of the trinity and they are in a relationship with one another the father the son and the holy spirit and the same reflection of that relationship god has established with us what a privilege we have for he created us in his own image he's not having a relationship with the trees of the field or the birds of the air or the fish in the sea 
he created us that he might have a relationship with us he called the people to him for himself he set apart the people for himself to follow him to be his people while man sinned adam and eve fell in sin and the relationship with god was lost and sin came uh, and became a barrier a wall between god and man god was continuing to reach out to man and he called the man abraham and revealed himself to him and told him that he would bless him and give him instructions to follow him and made him into a nation and uh, he continued to reveal himself to that nation israel and set apart that nation israel to be his people to be his own to be his treasured possession you find that in exodus chapter 19 and verses 3 and 4 how god was always going after people wanting to have a people uh, of his own wanting to establish this relationship with them exodus chapter 19 verses 3 and 4 the bible says and moses went up to god and the lord called to him from the mountain and said this is what you are to say to the descendants of jacob and what you are to tell the people of israel in exodus 19 verse 4 we read you yourselves have seen what i did to egypt and how i carried you on eagles wings and brought you to myself i brought you to myself right at the beginning god is telling the people of israel i have called you i have chosen you the reason why i brought you out of egypt and i carried you um, you know on eagles wings and i is because i was bringing you to myself he was revealing himself to them bringing them to himself and you will find this constantly god reaching out to the nation of israel and very often when they went away from him when they went to idolatry when they went into sin when they went into the practices of the cultures of the nations around them he would constantly go after them and say i have called you i have chosen you he continually sent prophets to them to call them to repentance calling them to himself and jesus comes along and calls 12 people to follow him and to be with him mark 3:14 says that Jesus called his 12 and appointed them to be apostles that they might be with him and then he might send them out to preach he's calling them to be with him so that's the call that god has given to us to come to him come to christ come and be in this relationship with him come and just enjoy this relationship with him and that's why i'd like to title this morning's message as enjoying your relationship with god enjoying your relationship with god and firstly we're looking at god's call christ calling them to come to him and and so he goes on to say that he is gentle and humble at heart he's a he's a person who has a heart <laughs> some people out there in the world who are heartless <laughs> they have a physical heart but they are heartless but god is not does not have a you know it's not talking about a physical heart but it's talking about a heart for people a heart of humility a heart of gentleness a heart where he is compassionate when he looks at people with need and that's what we find where jesus said you know when he went about um, to the villages to the cities uh, he went as one with a heart of compassion he and he saw people he saw them with different eyes he saw as those who were sheep without a shepherd they were helpless they were uh, in great trouble and nobody to lead them guide them and he had compassion on them and so he did miracles and so he continued to reveal himself to them that he came to seek and save that which was lost is a sick who need a physician he said 
he didn't come for the righteous but he came for the unrighteous he came for the sinner and so jesus is constantly reaching out to people with that humble and gentle heart he's not a one who is like a master that you find in the world a master a, a, a boss in this world who's a hard taskmaster <laughs> and some people have visualized god to be a hard taskmaster who just punish them and give a knock on their head if they just did one wrong thing and somehow many people assume that god is always mad at them and always angry with them and uh, assume that they're never good enough to have this relationship with god but jesus is saying come to me amen hallelujah hallelujah what a joy what a privilege we have what an access we have to jesus we can straight away go to him we don't have to go through anyone we don't have to light candles to go to him <laughs> amen praise god if we don't have to do anything you can go to him anywhere anytime as one he comes as one who serves and not to be served jesus said any earthly master would expect his disciples his followers to serve him and serve his goals serve his purposes of course god wants us to serve him fulfill his plan and his purpose but he comes as one who is willing to serve he's the one who's washing the feet of the disciples he's the one who came to give his life as a ransom for many he did not come to be served and so when he's teaching the disciples he says the gentiles lord it over them but you ought not to be like that and so he comes as one who's humble and gentle and willing to come into this relationship with us and so you look at matthew's gospel chapter 23 and verse 37 this is god's heart for his people and this is how he came as he was reaching out to the people of israel primarily uh, when he was on this earth uh, matthew 23 and verse 37 uh, jerusalem jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you how often i have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you are not willing jesus weeps over the city of jerusalem in this place actually a couple of places jesus wept the first was at the tomb of lazarus when he met mary and martha the other time jesus wept was over the city of jerusalem he literally weeps wanting to have this relationship with us that's the kind of love that jesus has for us hallelujah amen Have you ever seen someone weep to have a relationship with someone and maybe that relationship was broken for a while and they're longing for that relationship and for that relationship to be restored again and they cry and that's the way God is you know reaching out to us wanting to have this relationship with us he wants us to connect with him he wants us to love him back he wants us to talk to him he wants to hear from us when was the last time you spoke to him when was the last time you heard from him when was the last time that you experienced his leading when was the last time you really express your heart where you poured your heart out i'm not talking about you know having a formal prayer as we leave home rushing out to work lord bless me bless my her husband my wife my son my daughter protect us on the way bless the pussy cat and the doggy at home 
Jesus name amen and not that kind of a formal official prayer before we exit home and somehow the the day would go well for us but when was the last time where we just took some time to just talk to him and be there in his presence and maybe you didn't even have much to say to him but you're just sitting in his presence hallelujah have you seen two people who are in love and probably you've seen them on the beach or in a park couple sitting together sometimes there's no conversation at all they're just sitting there because they're talking the whole time they're probably talking through the night or the phone they're talking through the day uh, when they meet together and there's nothing much to talk they've exhausted all the conversations and probably if you were in love sometime those days if you can remember them bring back you know we heard the word of prophecy where god wanted us to remember the good things that god has done in our lives remember those good times amen those are good things to remember and thank god for praise god stephen saying when it's going to happen i don't know <laughs> he's gone you can go ahead <laughs> his brother got married couple of weeks back and moved to bangalore so you just enjoy that relationship there's nothing much that you're talking about you're not talking about how to solve the problem of the economy of india <laughs> in that relationship <laughs> you're not trying to fix india <laughs> but you're just sitting there and just enjoying the presence of each other that's how god wants us to enjoy him hallelujah it's too difficult for us to imagine what it would look like and experience that because we are so used to getting into that rushing into that prayer and especially if you're a hardcore pentecostal and to start off speaking in tongues and move heaven and shake hell and shake yourself but nothing shakes actually <laughs> but just god wants us to enjoy that relationship with him amen hallelujah so let's just take some time it takes time any relationship to be built would take time to get to know someone else takes time amen and so let's take time and god wants us to come into that relationship with him psalm 144 and verse 15 says blessed is the people of whom this is true blessed is the people whose god is the lord blessed is the people whose god is the lord if you have the lord jesus as your god you are a blessed person if you are in this relationship with god you are a blessed person hallelujah you don't have to ask him for blessings you don't have to beat yourselves down and prove yourself that you are holy and you've been faithful and you've been sincere and you've been giving and you've been doing this and that you don't have to tell anything you know that tax collector and the pharisee came together in the temple and prayed the pharisee started listing out all those things that he did as a matter of performance to prove that he's been right to fulfill and keep the law you don't have to describe all that you've done god knows anyway you just have to enjoy that relationship with him and quickly number 2 um, god is calling us to come uh, as we are come as you are come to me all you who are weary and burdened 
and I will give you rest. Come as you are, weary and burdened, loaded with, you know, um, so much of troubles, sorrows, things that have made you disappointed, things that have discouraged you, things that have uh, put you down, things that have uh, worn you out, and probably trying to keep religious traditions and rituals and doing a lot of things uh, to please God was also burdensome and made you weary and you could never feel that you were good enough for him. You could never feel that you were worthy enough. And that's a spirit of condemnation that can make us burdened and that can come between us and him. That can disturb our relationship. That can put our relationship with Christ completely out of order. So come as you are, you don't, with whatever burdens you have, you don't have to fight and push and pull and make things happen and outperform others and prove to God by standing on your knees for two hours when you pray. It's good to kneel and pray, but doesn't mean that only if you stand on your knees and pray that God will hear your prayer. While you walk, you could pray. While you cook, you could pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And probably one morning you uh, didn't have much time. Probably you slept late, woke up early morning, late in the morning and you had to rush. Probably you couldn't spend a lot of time reading his word. You probably sat for a few minutes. You don't have to be afraid that probably on the way I might meet with an accident because I didn't read three chapters as I used to. I read only one this morning. Some people fear that. Maybe they ran on a, uh, they went through a loss and they couldn't give a tithe that month. You don't have to be afraid that God's going to probably punish me, take my life away. Maybe I'm gonna, I might lose my job because I didn't give my tithe this month. Of course, it's important to honor God and thank him and out of a cheerful heart to give. But God is not going to immediately crush you under his feet because you failed or you didn't do something. Amen. For some of us, it's too shocking. Oh, is this all real? Is it there in the Bible? Is he saying it right? <laughs> yes, he wants us to honor him. Yes, he wants us to give, you know, our heart. He wants us to give as a result or as an outcome of giving our heart and our love to him. We give our tithes, we give our offerings. Uh, we might give 10%, we might give 90%. Uh, it's up to you and God. Amen. Whatever be it. But there's no religious compulsion that if you don't do it, something bad's going to happen. Maybe that moment it was difficult. Maybe something else came in between and took away all of those resources that you had and you, you're high and dry. And God's not going to get mad at you and do something against you so come as you are you don't need to be burdened with such things you don't have to fear such terror it's a relationship of love it's not a terrorizing relationship amen amen but the pharisees and the jewish leaders were lording it over the people of god that way the people had to pay taxes to Rome. The people had to pay the temple taxes. They had to pay their tithes. They had to pay their offerings. They had, when they came for the sacrifices, their animals were not good enough. And so they had to convert their money into temple money. And they had to buy another lamb there for the sacrifice. And 
it was burdensome it was heavy the jewish leaders were you know lording it over the people but jesus is coming at this time where for a long period of time there is no word there are no prophets and the people are in such darkness and jesus is coming there jesus was born at such a time for as for almost 400 years there were no prophets and there was no word from god until the time of john the baptist and jesus arrives in this situation he's calling them to come as they are as you are come they were slaves to sin there was no deliverance they were burdened turn with me to luke's gospel chapter 7 is a great example of how jesus entertains someone who came just as they were luke's gospel chapter 7 and let's read verses 36 to 48 when one of the pharisees invited jesus to have dinner with him he went to the pharisee's house and reclined at the table a woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that jesus was eating at the pharisee's house so she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume as she stood behind him at his feet weeping she began to wet his feet with her tears then she wiped them with her hair kissed them and her, and poured perfume on them when the pharisee who had invited him saw this he said to himself if this man were a prophet he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she is a sinner jesus answered him simon i have something to tell you tell me teacher he said two people owed money to a certain money lender one owed him 500 denarii and the other 50 neither of them had the money to pay him back so he forgave the debts of both now which of them would love him more simon replied i suppose the one who had a bigger debt forgiven who had judged correctly you have judged correctly jesus said then he turned toward the woman and said to simon you see this woman i came into your house you did not give me any water for my feet but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair you don't give me, you did not give me a kiss but this woman from the time i entered has not stopped kissing my feet You did not put oil on my head but she has poured perfume on my feet therefore i tell you her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown but whoever has been forgiven little loves little then jesus said to her your sins are forgiven you see in verse 39 jesus was exposing the pride of this pharisee he had a prideful thought of himself Uh, that he was better than her that she was a sinful woman and if you are a prophet you would know who she is she is a sinful woman she was known to be a sinful woman in that place but jesus allowed her to touch him and jesus actually esteems her act of love and teaches uses that to teach the pharisee and says look at her yes she's got a baggage <laughs> yes she's got a past Yes she's got a history yes she's got a story yes she's got stuff that is attached to her while people address her they say oh don't you know that sinful woman she's got a name tag attached to her name she's called by a certain name a sinful woman but jesus is saying but look at her when from the moment she came in she's been weeping and wetting my feet with her tears and wiping it with her hair and she's broken that expensive perfume and poured it at my feet and she's not stopped kissing my feet 
from the time she came in yes she is not worthy to come into my presence yes she is uh, unholy yes she is someone who is um, you know due to be condemned yes if she should deserve the punishment for our sins she should probably if she was such kind of a sinful woman probably even stoned to death but jesus is saying look at her her many sins are forgiven because of her love hallelujah amen that's how god wants us to come to him he just wants us to come to him just as we are we don't have to prove anything to him sometimes even when we pray like the pharisee we might start listing out things that we've done well uh, to tell god lord i just want to remind you how uh, i've been serving you have how i had been faithful to you how i've been giving to you how i've been helping the poor uh, lord uh, i just want you to remember all of these things maybe if you have uh, probably a struggle with memory this morning um, here i am you know want you want to help you so that you can remember all of those things to bless me no we don't have to prove anything we don't have to state those things and in fact that would become a hindrance from coming to christ as we are the sinful woman comes here and pours out her heart it was literally uh, not just about the tears it's not just about the wiping with the hair it's not just about the expensive perfume it's matter of the heart where she it's an expression of her heart where she poured her heart out to Jesus poured her life to Jesus just lay down at his feet just fell down at his feet and surrendered her life to him and said i can't handle my life anymore here is my life in your hands and that's the lesson that Jesus was teaching that pharisee the pharisee even though he had much knowledge even though he was a teacher of the law even though he was exercising authority uh, religious authority on others yet he lacked that true sense of a heart of love that this sinful woman probably he didn't know much of the scriptures probably she wasn't teaching others probably she um wasn't following any of them but she poured her heart hallelujah and so jesus wants us to find that rest that freedom that joy that peace that can come only in his presence as we pour out ourselves to him and so we don't have to come justifying ourselves we don't have to come accusing others or blaming others for our wrongdoings we don't have to come covering up we don't have to deny our faults or our sin what ever be the weary a uh, weariness that you come with come to him come as you are he loves you he forgives you he's willing to embrace you with wide open arms of love and just as you are she poured her heart you don't have to hold back you don't have to think am i good enough will he accept me would he bless me again would he build my life again would something good come out of my life will something new happen to me would my future be really blessed you don't have to be questioning or doubting you can be very sure and certain that as you pour your heart to him he's going to take care of you he's going to bless you your future is going to be glorious hallelujah amen praise god number 3 jesus is talking about come to me all you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest take my yoke upon you 
oh they are weary and burdened by several things but he's he wants to unburden them of all of those things and you will be unburdened as you come to him in this relationship with him as you come as you are you would be unburdened but uh, there's a yoke that he wants us to carry there's something else that he wants us to take on lay down all of those things that have worn us out and burdened us but take him take his yoke and learn from him his teachings he says i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls his teaching will give us rest that will satisfy us man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god there's great life in receiving his word and living by his word there's true life life can be well lived well um, as we go by his teaching as we live by his teachings for he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light it's to follow his ways it's to follow his teachings now this is not an impersonal set of rules and regulations that are very hard and burdensome to follow but these are guidelines for life principles for life these just help our lives to become better it makes our life more easier the teachings of god's word help us to live life better amen these are not burdensome things that limit our freedom these are things that actually enable us to live it empowers us to live well his teachings are such that give us the the right way it shows us the right way uh, it's not given to us that we must prove ourselves to be right and perfect but we follow because we love him amen yes god knows that we are not perfect but yet he's the one who also keeps us from falling the bible says in jude to him who is able to keep us from falling and who is able to present us before him he's the one who enables us from falling but he wants us to live by his word he's given us teachings principles to live by Uh, even as we come to him just as we are it doesn't mean that uh, it's a life of lawlessness it's not a godless lawless indisciplined life but he wants us to live a certain way that would enable him to bless us that will keep us in his way and not to live any any way or anyhow read with me in john's gospel chapter 14 verse uh, 23 and 24 john 14 23 and 24 Jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching you see obeying obedience come out of a love relationship with god i want to do what you like because i love you because i like you wives cook delicious food for their families and for their husbands and their children because uh, they love them they like and they want to serve what they like amen all the women said amen <laughs> and the husbands buy the best outfits and the lovely things that their wives like because they and the husbands say not much of noise Amen. 
we do what others like we want to do what our loved ones like because we love them we don't want to do what they would not like what would hurt them what would offend them because we love them and and so following biblical teaching is not a burdensome thing it's not a hard thing it's not something that you know is given for us that would make a life very difficult but he's given us principles to live by so that a life will be ordered in such a way where god can bless us anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them john 14:23 and 24 anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching and these words you hear are not my own they belong to the father who sent me and so jesus is teaching his disciples the word of god revealed to us right from the beginning the teachings the instructions of life were given to us so that we may live by them but not as dry hard teachings but in the context of a love relationship because god loves us he gave us his teachings because god loves us he didn't want us to stray away from him but he wanted us to be in this relationship with him and so he gave us this teaching of how we ought to live that would in a way that would glorify him that would keep us in this relationship with him and that would also bring others into this relationship with him as we live the way he wants us to live you look at second timothy chapter 3 verses 10 and 11 second timothy 3 10:11 you however know about all about my teaching paul is telling timothy You know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra, the the persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Paul is exhorting Timothy and he's saying, Timothy, hold on to those teachings. Hold on to those way th- that way of life. My way of life, my purpose, my faith. the patience the love the persecutions that i endured the sufferings that i endured for the cross for christ for the gospel's sake endure and continue in this way of life for this is a way of life that is very fulfilling this is a way of life that brings joy this is a way of life that uh, enables us to live out uh, our full potential This is a way of life that pleases God. This is a way of life that brings God's blessings upon our lives. This is a way of life that God desires. This is a way of life that is that comes as a result of our relationship with him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 same chapter come down to verses 14 to 17 as well. But as for you continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work and so he wants us to live by these teachings and uh, continue in what we have learned and been cons- convinced of because This is going to help us to fulfill our purpose of life. This is going to equip us for every good work. The good life, the good work that God has called us to do in this world. The things that he has called us to accomplish in this world, the fruitful life that he wants us to live. 
the purpose of god that uh, has been given to us that has been revealed to us that has been made known to us the plan of god that has been revealed to us for that to be fulfilled for those good things to happen in our lives and for us to be able to be effective and productive and uh, fruitful in our lives he wants us to hold on to the teachings of god's word and live by them how we ought to be ordering our personal lives our family you know in our workplace how we ought to be living in our neighborhoods how do we respond to authorities that god has kept above us how do we uh, live together as the family of god as a people of god together in a relationship of, with one another loving one another caring for one another praying for one another encouraging one another spurring one another all of these teachings he wants us to follow them and live by so that that's going to equip us they equip us for every good work for that plan of god for that purpose of god for that will of god to be accomplished through in and through our lives and so he's calling us to carry his yoke it's not burdensome it's easy it's light hallelujah amen and so that's how you and i can find rest now you find there in that passage that jesus is talking about rest two times come unto me all you who are labor who labor and are heavy laden i will give you rest and he goes on to say there take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls rest he wants us to find rest restfulness restfulness in the mind restfulness in our spirit restfulness in the inward being there are many many people you find right uh, you know right up on their face and their facial expression the way they look you find that there's so much of restlessness in their physical um, composure the way they carry themselves you find that they're so much tormented uh, confused struggling within they lack rest you find even those who know christ who probably at one time began a relationship with christ but they have not continued further uh, in that relationship you find that there's a restlessness they are troubled and they would keep trying different things and uh, all through life they would never get their foot you know firmly established on anything they would be here and there doing this and that they would be all over the place doing all kinds of things and always trying to start up something and never actually building their lives up oh let me uh, try maybe i should do this because somebody else did something and something worked for someone else and let me try that and their life is very short lived and they live for that moment they live in that time period and they are always trying something they always figuring it out they always scrambling they always here and there they always um all over the place never established never built up their lives because there is that restlessness within that doesn't allow them to establish their life 
they're not at peace with who they are they're not at peace with their own family members they're never satisfied with their own loved ones they're never satisfied and happy with what they're doing in life they're never certain and sure that this is what god has called me to do and this is where i am and i'm the center of the will of god they're never certain and sure they're always unsure they're always restless they're always burdened they're always under a tormentation they're always under great stress but god does not want us to be like that amen praise god hallelujah they would have a lot of money they would have a lot of wealth they would have a lot of properties they would have everything in life but never satisfied never happy never at peace never at rest it's a very unfortunate situation for some people to go through such things and live their life all through their life in such a manner and they would very often such people would never even speak out what they're going through or at times would go about telling about their predicament to everyone and still never find a solution but it just comes by being in god's presence to come as we are to sit down with his word meditate upon his word day and night and follow his teachings and live by it and you're going to see great rest in your soul great deep sense of joy and peace and satisfaction that the world cannot give and the world cannot take it away hallelujah the this rest is not based on circumstances this rest is not based on situations this is not based on how much money you have or how much bank balance you have this is not based on what you got or what you lost amen this comes out of a relationship with christ even in, even if you hit rock bottom even if you lost everything even if nothing has worked out even if everything looks to be a failure you still can be at great rest hallelujah you can be at restful how many of you understand what i'm talking about amen hallelujah that's what happens when we are in this relationship with him that's how you can enjoy our relationship with god you know that sister heller's mother um, the doctors said uh, because she had had a fall and she had to go through the surgery and the doctor said you know there's not much of chance there's uh, it's a big question whether she would survive through the surgery because of her age and physical uh, other conditions and all of that they said 60 40 chance and so everybody was very worried and we went prayed and every, and many of you prayed as well we all prayed together as a church but you know um even after over 24 hours after she had had a fall and a broken hip and i saw the um x-ray the bone had literally you know come out popped out of the joint the hip joint and it it was up at another level and with that she had endured that pain for over 24 hours and when the doctor came to visit her at the hospital i believe she asked when are we doing the surgery the doctor was amazed that i have never seen someone who is so bold who is so courageous and we went there to visit her and she was smiling and talking to us 
oh 24 hours thrown her hip out and uh, she was lying down as if she just had some fever and cold and she was talking in she was praying as we prayed as we sang she sang with us as we prayed she prayed with us how can you endure such suffering physical pain uh and who knows there was no assurance that after the surgery she will even survive and so if at all if you think of that that would that looked like that was probably the just the last few hours she had in this world with her family unless god did a miracle and brought her out but she was at rest <laughs> and and i could just say that even if god took her away i mean she's going to be certainly with christ eternally you know you could see such peace such joy such restfulness in such a middle of such a big crisis and above all of that there was very little financial resources as well but in the middle of all those challenges in the family challenges with money challenges in the health going through the worst day of your life and being at complete rest and peace and joy she was smiling hallelujah the surgery was done in one hour she came out and the the brahmin doctor said i believe your mother's face looks like an angel she is a skinny old skin and bones you know very feeble fragile looking lady but her face glows like an angel to a doctor <laughs> it's because of that rest it's because of that presence of god in that person's life it's because of the walk with god all through their lives that even the worst day of their life you're still at great rest and peace that is a blessing hallelujah you're not cursing and you're not throwing out things away and you're not you know shouting and you're not uh you know abusing the day of the birth <laughs> it's not that so much of joy so much of peace so much of rest in the middle of a crisis that's what happens for a child of god hallelujah amen praise god shall we pray this morning and ask god to give us that grace to be in that relationship with him come as we are to unburden ourselves to be at peace and rest to find rest hallelujah when the oceans rise when the oceans rise shall we just pray just talk to the lord right now would you just take a moment just connect with him whatever be your place in life whoever you might be whatever be your background all that doesn't matter whatever you've done doesn't matter it's all of the past you could come into a new relationship with Jesus even this morning would you pour your heart to him like that sinful woman came and poured her heart at the feet of Jesus would you just tell him lord i love you jesus Yes Lord
Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that wonderful relationship that we could enjoy. Thank you for that wonderful relationship that we could experience in our lives. For all those who have believed in you, you have given them the right to call to be called the children of God. You've given us that privilege to be called your children. And we come like little children running to the Father. We come to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Find rest, my soul, in Christ alone. Know His power, in quietness and trust. When the oceans rise and thunders roll, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. And I will be still and know you are God. Find rest, my soul, in Christ alone. Know His power in quietness and trust. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood, and I will be still and know you are Shall we stand together for a few moments and just lift our hearts to the Lord this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. Just talk to him right now. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, we adore you, we glorify you, we magnify you, we exalt you. We love you from the bottom of our hearts, oh God. We thank you for accepting us just as we are. We thank you for forgiving us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have this wonderful relationship, this beautiful relationship in Christ as our heavenly Father, as our Lord, as our God. We could come to you as your children, as your people. 
Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Grant us your grace to, Lord, live by your word. Grant us your grace to read your word. Grant us your grace to, Lord, live by your word, O oh God. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. It is well. With my soul. It is well. Blessed assurance control. Blessed, blessed assurance control. That Christ has regarded my helpless estate. That Christ has regarded my helpless estate. And shed his own blood for my soul it is well believe it as we sing it this morning with my soul 
is well, it is well with my soul, my sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin not in part, but the whole, but the whole. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is nailed to that cross. Amen. And I bear it no more. Would you praise him this morning? Praise the Lord. well it is well amen all is well oh with my soul oh it is well it is well with my soul The clouds will roll back. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trumpet shall sound. The trumpet shall resound. And the Lord shall descend. Even so. sister all is well with you amen believe that receive it this morning all is well hallelujah it is well with my soul it is well with my family it is well with my workplace it is well with my health it is well hallelujah hallelujah no more of the devil's tormentation no more of the guilt no more of the shame no more of the past. No more of the confusion. No more of the chaos. No more of foolish decisions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No more of hopelessness. No more of helplessness. No more of sickness and disease. No more of pain and suffering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is well with my soul. With my soul. With my soul. It is well. With my soul. Oh, it is well. Jesus would you just thank God hallelujah thank you Lord because our souls have found rest and peace in you master hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Jesus I request Pastor Srikanth to please come forward and lead us in prayer and pray a prayer of blessing praise God Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Master. Yes, Father. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, worship you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Father. Oh, yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. We would also like to pray for Pastor Srikanth and his wife, Rachel, as well. Um, you know, Sister, would you like to come forward? Can we just pray together as a church and pray God's blessing upon their lives and the family and the ministry? 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we just stretch forth our hands toward them? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our dear pastor and Lord, uh, Sister Rachel. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Lord bringing them in our midst this morning. We thank you for blessing their lives. Thank you for their family. Thank you for godly heritage. Thank you, Jesus, for your calling upon their lives, the gifts, the grace, the talents, everything that you've given to them. And right now we pray that your healing virtue will flow upon them, the name of Jesus, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. We pray especially that you will heal, Lord, dear pastor, completely, O master. Lord, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, no tongue that is raised against them shall stand. We rebuke every work of the enemy, every plot and plan and scheme of the enemy. We come against it in the name of Jesus. And we pray that, Lord, you will stretch forth your hand of blessing upon them. Bless them, we pray. And we pray especially for their ministry, that you continue to, Lord, strengthen, Lord, their hands. And, Lord, use them mightily, Lord, to continue to plant many more churches and lead them into the direction that you have in store for them, Lord. We thank you for the many churches that you use them to plant, O oh, Father. We thank you, Lord, for helping them to raise many leaders, many to serve you, Father. We thank you for the grace that you've given to them. And right now, we pray that you give them rest. And, Lord, we pray that you will continue to speak to them continue to show them your way and use them lord for your glory we thank you lord for the best years and the great lord most fruitful years of their lives are still ahead of them oh father even as they move forward lord that you will lord open doors for them lord we pray for new opportunities new doors we pray for new avenues of ministry we pray that you lead them into a glorious future to touch and bless many lives. We thank you for blessing them. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless them as your people, Lord, as your servants, as your children. We bless them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let your blessing be upon them, their children and their family, the ministry. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Shall we... Uh, pray and close father we thank you for this wonderful time that you've given to us and you've given us a grace to lord to come together this morning and lord to come to you master we pray that you help us to continue in this relationship with you and grow in the knowledge of the word of god and follow your ways we give you all the glory bless us together we pray in jesus name amen <laughs>